Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Uh, it's that time again, and Pete is with me. I am, yes. James or Jim is with me. Hello. And Luke is here. I was hoping for a last but not least there, all right. And he's also with me. <laughs> and also with you, listeners. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, Robbie Keane scored four goals on the weekend, got a four-goal haul. What's been it's always your... called that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is, James. Yeah. Is it an um, official term, like hat-trick? Or brace. Oh, when do you do a haul? If you find, uh, <laughs> if you're in the navy and you manage to get a load of cocaine well, off the boat, you find loads of goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a cocaine haul. Let's yeah. say over three goals is a haul. Mm. We've made it official. Yeah, but it's not a hall of fame, of course. There you go, lexicon. Yeah. Um, uh, what is your favourite four goal haul from the um, annals of time? <laughs> James, you go first. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I got caught in a the moment there. <laughs> I was thinking about one I previously You're did. You're taking a trip down memory lane. Mm. <laughs> I am going to go for when Thierry Henry just absolutely bullied Leeds uh, Highbury and scored four in a night. I think he might even have had one disallowed. I'm not sure, but he, it was basically the same goal four times. <laughs> did four goals count? Yeah, yeah four okay, goals right, count. I was going to say, yeah. That, that was when he... I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying he... That was when was it Kilgallen was at the back for Leeds. He was like the next big thing, and he got he got <laughs> not after roasted that. Yeah. to pieces. Yeah, not yeah. after that. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Luke, who have you got? Um, I'm going to go one better, if you don't mind, and I'm going to say Oleg Selenko when he obliterated <laughs> uh, the World Cup in 1994. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, wasn't four goals. It was, it was five. five. That's what I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to go no, one. This is harsh. This is four goals. Alan Shearer scored five against Ipswich once. Okay, uh, okay, then. I'll think off the top of my head here. Yeah. Uh, Yakubo Agbeni for Portsmouth against Middlesbrough when we beat them, I think, 6-1. People might sort of pull me up on that, but yep. he definitely got four. Yeah. So I'm having that one. <laughs> Good. But that, come on, let's have a bit of respect for Oleg Selenko. That was well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Well, he was joint top scorer in, in yeah. the 94 World Cup. With six. He only played twice. Yeah. Closer got five, game. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah, Miroslav Closer got five at one stage, and he was almost top was, scorer in similar. I was in Saudi Arabia, was it? He got five mm, when they beat right. them 8-0. Did he get five, did he? Blimey. Pete. Uh, I'm, of course, going to go for Andy Cole. It's not my favourite. Andy Cole uh, <laughs> against, against Newcastle United for Manchester United. Oh, yeah. Scored four. Once. Well, that's that leaves me with a few options. I thought, James, you were going to go for Arshavin against Liverpool, actually. Oh, yeah. Bit didn't recent. Really, didn't we really do anything else the entire game? No. Didn't do anything else the entire <laughs> just, game. It's not so like four goals at Anfield. And I've got very high standards, Marcus. Okay. <laughs> well, I would choose myself, um, <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Gary Lineker in a friendly for England against Spain. 
when England won 4-2, I think it was, and Gary got all four. It's uh, a good haul. He's a poacher. That he is a poacher. He's a hall poacher. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he a hall monitor? Tiptoe around that. Beardsley got four assists or something like that. Did he? Yeah. A good partnership, that's why. It was a wonderful partnership. Marcus, you're a massive fan of the Beardsley-Lineker partnership, aren't you? Of course. Always have been. Always have been. Do you know why? Because I saw it. Did you? In the flesh? Not in the flesh. Oh, right. On TV. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of other people know that. Well, are you not? Oh, uh, yeah, I probably do. I can't remember. Not what my memory's like. Oh, very, very true. Well, can you remember what happened at the weekend? Vaguely, yeah. Well, let's talk about that then. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Pompey fan, I don't necessarily want no. to remember what happened at the weekend. I thought it wasn't a bad defeat. I thought it wasn't a bad result for Portsmouth. Well, it was a bad result because it was a defeat, and a defeat is always a bad but result. But it was only mm. by one goal. It was like, yeah, that's that, really. <laughs> is that the standards we set for ourselves? <laughs> it was an okay performance, but I mean, you know, it's still a defeat. <laughs> yeah, no, very true. Um, I thought that one of the standout moments for me for the weekend was Arsenal's keeper, mm. Mm, young twenty-one-year-old. He he used to be bad. I know he's young, yeah. but he used to be. Pretty I said a dodgy. young twenty-one-year-old as opposed to an old twenty-one-year-old. I tell you what, he's got a face on him. Have a wheel, yeah. His face looks like it's made of granite. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a massive honk on him as well. But Chiseled. let's not take anything away. I tell you what, what he, he actually used his nose to yeah. stop one of the almost stop a goal, didn't he? But he, he got hit in the face and then did a sort of reaction. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. when he got hit, with but his I thought actually he should have he should have tipped that one around the post, not putting it back into play. Because, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, but he made the recovery. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. you know, we learned from our failures. He didn't know much way. about that, but um, it was now. a superb performance by him. And I think you know, obviously, Craven Cottage is going to be a difficult place to go this season. And and um, they, he was really the difference between them getting three points there and not because Fulham yeah. had quite a few chances. It's encouraging that Arsenal can sort of be battered like that and still come Absolutely. away with a win. Absolutely, of course. I think we can all be encouraged from that. I think that uh, Van Persie. He is fantastic at when the ball kind of comes over or through to him. Yeah. Henri Esque, that was. Taking a touch and then boom. Yeah. Do you remember that goal he scored, was it last year, against Liverpool at the Emirates? I think it was it, like a contender for goal of the month or something. Yeah, well, the goal, he, both goals he scored against Chelsea were similar as well. Yeah, exactly. Even one yeah. was miles offside. He can finish with his right foot well, as well. And look at uh, against City, Man City this yeah. season. It's a well, great goal. That's a good point, Jim, because Marcus said that at the time as well, because we were watching it together, and that was his weaker foot as well. Yeah, know, so. but he's, he's great at that, and it... it just that, if he gets that, you know, doesn't get that 100% right, mm. that's not a goal. No, yeah. well, sometimes he quite often doesn't get it 100% right, and Robin Van Persie is a real good one for air shots, but yeah. it's <laughs> worth the risk. <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Because when they come off, it's spectacular. Oh, if, he can, if he can just stay fit, he's an absolutely massive. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best players in the division. I, I, he'd have 20 goals in a season, and we've said this before, but he's never had a, a whole season where he stayed fit, and let's just hope he can sort of get himself on track. When his mate Adebayor's not grabbing all the goals so we can maybe get a few. He is grabbing more. them all just for City and not Arsenal. Well, well, when he's allowed on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Torres, hat-trick. Beautiful. Great, mm. great hat-trick. <laughs> without being like... Lenicaresque. Yeah, without being... <laughs> almost a haul. No, almost a <laughs> haul, yeah, exactly. It was a treble. Um, <laughs> yeah. Without being like England-centric, and he is the best striker in the world for me. That's not really been England-centric. Well, it, it is because he plays in England, you know what okay, I mean. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to be, oh yeah, he's, he's the best striker in the Premier League, so he must automatically be the best striker mm. in the world. I don't I'd, mean that. I'd personally still go for Etu, but obviously um, Torres has got some years on him, and he's he's, he's a phenomenal player, The, the, the he? second goal he scored for Liverpool, he, it was like he was taking the piss. He took it round the defender, yeah, took it on the keeper, yeah. waited for a little bit, and just put it on the outside of his right. Yeah. 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 It was the fact that it was the outside of his right. Yeah. Between, well. between two players on yeah, the line, know, yeah. it just sort of like a flick. Oh, brilliant. The goal he scored the week before, he had no right to score. Yeah. He, he was... It was, uh, there was never a goal on from there, yeah. you know. 33 goals in 34 games at Anfield. It's not bad, is it? That's outrageous. That's unbelievable. It's not bad, this league! Yeah. Um, that's, that's superb stuff, it really is. Wigan yeah. beating Chelsea. 
Mm. Again, we're having that bramble. convincingly as well. Bra- I, I put bramble on the bench for my um. I did on the bench for my, my well. fantasy league team. I didn't say Hardly again because I beat them again. I was going to say again, a great performance. But um, yeah, people going, oh, it's a massive shock. Well, it was, but you can't forget that they did have checks sent off. They did, yeah. You know, and, and, and rightfully so it, to the letter of the law. I mean. Nice to see Hilario back. Hilario <laughs> 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 by name? <laughs> no, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. Yeah, yeah we, he, he kept a clean sheet at home against Barca, did he not in the Champions yeah. League? Am I right yeah, he's, 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 well, he's obviously an experienced goalkeeper, isn't he? But he's got a funny name, and I like Yay. the stereotype. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. In foreigners and their funny names. Um, it has to be said that it's, it's, a, it's a shot result, Marcus, because no, Wigan, of course it is. Because Wigan have been so poor against big teams mm. up until then. That's the first time they've beaten the top four side, and they've had a patchy start this season as well. Is that the first time they've been top? Four? It's the first time they've beaten a top four side in about thirty-four attempts or something. Yeah, okay, right, right. Yeah, so you, you got. I mean, Roddy Ager's a superb player. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he really is a difference for them, and, and he's going to be the, if he can carry on playing the way he's playing, he's going to be a difference. But whether they have a decent season and a sort of a bit of a shaky, dodgy one, they really do have the scouting network just spot on, don't they? They keep unearthing players like. I mean, like Palacios as well. Do you think like that's Bruce? And... I think that's Steve Bruce. As much as oh, yeah. I hate to give him credit, I think it is Steve Bruce who does that. Yeah, I think he, he did put that in place. And he's done well at Sunderland as well, Bruce, since well, he's been there. Yeah, I mean, OK, they they were 2-0 up against Wolves, 2-all, but 5-2, they've, they've hammered them, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolves must... I mean, if you're a Wolves fan, you... Because they got themselves back in the game. They, yeah, they, it's a shame they, for Wolves. They, it was. they hauled themselves back in the game <laughs> from, from, again? from nowhere, and then obviously the quality of, of Sunderland striking strike yeah. strike put force um, well, them to bed. At times, Wolves were superb against Fulham the other week. Like they've, I think they're given a fairly decent account of themselves. They've got a couple of wins under their belt. It's going to be they'll tough. They'll beat Portsmouth. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that little uh, the little back pass free kick they had to do inside the. Oh, box. that's class! That was brilliant. I love that. Yeah, they hardly yeah. ever scored. Last goal I've seen scored like that was for England. Oh, Shearer, Shearer and Sheringham yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shearer just thundered the thing into yeah. the roof of the net. But that was lucky that one they scored because it, it could have gone anywhere, couldn't it? Yeah. Man United, good a win, um, a good a win, good a, a win, win. Yeah. <laughs> um, a way to Stoke. Ryan Giggs, two assists again. Hey, you're loving that. Yeah. I- I'm loving Ryan Giggs. I'm hardly <laughs> fancy the pants off him. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> but um, yeah. Is it Larry Tors doing the work? <laughs> we're going to talk about big results. Are we going to talk about Newcastle's result? Well, we are. Yeah, we, can, we can move straight on to that if you so desire. Sending Roy Keane to DEFCON 2. <laughs> slash 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, Once it goes full beard, DEFCON 5, get the fuck out of town. He's going to explode. He's going to explode like um, Ahmadinejad, the Iranian president. He does yeah. look like Ahmadinejad yeah. when he grows up. He's, oh my he's showing so he signs does. of cracking oh, up, though, isn't he? He's, he's saying things like, well, yeah, maybe I'm just being found out. I mean, yeah, I've got to bring something to yeah. the team at the moment. I'm bringing nothing oh, to this God. team. So, you're, you're Roy Keane. He actually said that, didn't he? He said that every, yeah. every, every player in football I've been up until now I've thought the thing I've brought something to the club I've brought nothing to Ipswich a li- a you're little, still there a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit of sto- yeah you're not writing an autobiography <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little bit of that could go a long way with Paul Ince I think he's, he's, <laughs> caught, he's caught whatever Sol Campbell's got yeah, yeah. <laughs> mentalitis it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, yeah uh, he sort of he, it, one of his my favourite quotes from the weekend was like oh, it might be the weekend before actually Keane sort of saying um I will allow a mistake, but not when it's made more than once. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it, what, one of those f- weird things was because I, I was watching that on the football league show. The ever, the, the more and more bizarre football league show. <laughs> it's like Blue Peter. Because that's weird. Blue when Peter crossed with Crime Watch. Crossed <laughs> with Oz, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but when that guy does it, well, I forget his name. Um, Manish. Yes, when he does his links and all, he's always walking. 
Yeah. yeah. They have a bloody stasis. Why is Jackie Oatley in, like, an operations room? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and why... why they give Here her, I am, they monitoring her, the goals. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they give her things to say, like, Dave from Newcastle says, up the magpies. Uh, the setup is very much like 24, I think. The, the CTU in the setup. <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> like that. I keep on expecting, do 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 to come. Yeah, and, and seeing photo fits of players on the wall. <laughs> but one of the weird things, so watching it on that show, was, was like... My brain couldn't commute. Oh, commute, sorry. My brain couldn't compute that my eyes were seeing a Kevin Nolan hat trick. It's like, what is the, what's happened? The world's gone crazy. Another near four goal haul. It, exactly. If, can we call hat tricks that? A near four, four goal no, they're, they're, they're hat tricks or trebles. A near okay. hall. A near hall. He's taking the game ball home because he's got a near hall. And, and, and two goals would be a half hall. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an idea myself. Pete, Newcastle, 4 0. Well, you know, I, I Smile. Think, I think, no. <laughs> I think we got found out against Blackpool a little bit. I think we got found out against, uh, I forget who we played in the League Cup, but we certainly got knocked out. I know that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, we, we, our squad's very, very thin and we can't play. Uh, we can't put kids. Out uh, against against the weaker teams, so I think I think if we're not very lucky with injuries, and to be honest, um, weirdly enough, Diego Maradona's helped us because he's not called up Colaccini or uh, or Jonas Gutierrez. Um, he's only for the friendly. That's I think next uh, next week. Couple of weeks yeah. It's absolutely incredible that that statement made sense. <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact that but the yeah. fact that he's only choosing home uh, people that are located in Argentina. Yeah, and like uh, thirty five. Well, well, actually, I was talking um, to Rupert. SouthAmericanFootball.co.uk, mm. and he um, was saying that for these friendlies, sometimes they, they, for the the ones in between the European fixtures, they have a deal with the European clubs that they won't pick they European won't base, uh, based players, yeah, okay. and so that is a, a side full. Yeah, of, but he's um, been doing that anyway, though, not just in friendlies. Well, but he, that that particular friendly, I think it's against Ghana. Um, he's just picked players who play in the Argentinian leagues, mm. and. Ariel Ortega's one of them. Yeah. Wow. But at the age of 35, getting a recall. Ariel 35, Ortega, 36? Ariel had to go on loan to a club that's closest to his rehab centre. <laughs> well, this is it. He's, yeah. He is still in rehab. You know, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable that, that he's been recalled. But surely the point of him, of him picking only a sort of home-based side for friendlies is to sort of blood players from the Argentinian league. But and he, just filling it in with Ortega, surely Ortega's not yeah. going to get a shot for the World Cup squad. It doesn't make any sense. No, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's This is Maradona. Well, well, especially when he's not picking people like Cambiasso regularly. Yeah. Well, okay, well, that's... Higuain! Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, Rupert was telling I'm me... not that's... letting this go. <laughs> but Higuain, actually... Um, well, there's questions about his patriotism, which I think we mentioned last time, or, or certainly before, because he was born in France and one thing or another. But... Apparently, he does not get on well at all with Heinzer and uh, Gago. Oh, Gago, that's it. Yeah. Gago, Gago, sorry. Yeah. Um, and Maradona loves those players, apart from Heinzer's rubbish. <laughs> and, and, and Gago's not much... Comp- well, Gago's all right, he's all right. But, um, but he, you see, Maradona's put Mascherano and Gago as key in his midfield. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he basically and, so, and, and he puts he... and he puts Heinzer back there because actually Heinzer does have a lot of experience as we all know, mm. which you know I mean he's called up a thirty-six-year-old uncapped player for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, I forget his name, but but he's, he, I think he thinks to himself, well, Iguain he didn't Iguain also didn't play in the under twenty World Cup um, once upon a time, and and he he shunned it. That wasn't when Maradona was in charge. And Maradona was very, very angry. At That's that. a big deal in Argentina. Well, as it well. is a big deal in Argentina. I mean, well, look at David Bentley when he didn't want to play in the um, 
under twenty one yeah. European Championships, was it? You know, yeah. the, he got a lot of. Score. Yeah, but Iguain's still decent. Yeah, <laughs> Iguain, just look at David. Yeah, okay. exactly. But you see what I mean. So uh, I, I think I, that's why he doesn't get on well with those players. And there's a bit of politics. And Maradon is all about the. He's such a patriot. He's a terrible team. man manager. He, well, he's a terrible <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and a, a terrible bit. manager. But I'd love to meet him. I think I think they should just get like a flag in charge because it seems to be he's driven by patriotism. So just get a flag. Just hang up on the wall. and write a team on it. Yeah. Just get the president to. Yeah. But look to at do the way they're having painting the flag on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> While they're playing. But yeah. look at the way he plays. For a player yeah. who played such wonderful football, he loves the blood, guts, and the gore, doesn't he? Mm. Well, so I, I've read. Raquel May's not in that side. Raquel May's not in that side because yeah. of something you touched on earlier, which is that he made Mascherano his main man and captain, and, and Raquel May being the character he has got put out by that. But once so I've read, I've read people say that um, people like um, George Valdano, who's like a really thinking man's footballer and you know intelligent man, saying that people don't realise that Maradona was quite a tactically, tactically astute player. Yeah. But he just he doesn't seem to be a tactically astute manager. He mm. he, he really get, he, he well, takes that is... England three lines. Patriotism yeah. in an Argentinian way to the ultimate extreme. It'd be like having Ian Wright in charge, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's it, though. It's weird, isn't it, that his playing style and his managerial style are two totally different things. I mean, look at a man like Stuart Pearce. Mm. Again, blood guts and gore and all the rest of it. But he's not quite like that at manager level, you know. But it is so often the case that what the player is like as a footballer just bears no relation yeah. to them as a manager. It's pretty much always the case. To be fair, there's not many players that have been great players that have gone on to win big things. I mean, Guardiola, Beckenbauer, but really. Mm. Oh, it's really thin on but the ground. The other one that is, is, is um, <laughs> well, the other one is uh, Diego Melito. Now he's, I think, has he scored five and five for Inter? He's had a, he's had a good start. It, but the thing is with him is that he didn't play well in Argentina when he was playing there, and then he went to Europe, and so they never really saw him too much. And so in mm. Argentina, he's not got a very good reputation. Whereas the manager's got to go beyond that, though. Well, of course he does. Yeah. But this is Maradona with him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So um, why Melito's not playing? Pff, I don't know. Well, I, I hope they go there. We can't have a World Cup without having Messi, and because Cristiano Ronaldo's not gonna, probably not going to be there. So yeah. it'd be a shame if those two don't go. I mean, for, for well, we, we, we've said this. We've said this. Yeah, before. yeah. In Italy, Inter Milan have lost a game to Sampdoria, and there's uh, Del Neri Sampdoria, and someone suggested that um, Jose Mourinho's a kind of bogeyman, if you like, was was Del Neri, and Mourinho s responded by saying, "My only bogeyman is my assistant coach, no one else." <laughs> if I, whatever that means, yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, Del Neri replaced me at Porto and was sacked 15 days after his appointment. Yesterday he won, tomorrow he will lose. The day after that he will draw. Um, also, last season he Nostradamus. lost. Well, he's he's maybe got a sports almanac. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Also, last season he lost with Atalanta at the San Siro against us um, after winning at home. Today we lost. That's football. And then Del Neri responded by saying, "Well, if he said that, he should have kept his mouth shut." Um, we, we won with merit against the great side. We did it with a lot of running, but also with a lot of quality. I love all that. I yeah. really do. When he says his assistant coach is his bogeyman, maybe it means he gets him to pick his nose for yeah, him. I imagine Jose really does get what he wants. Man, that's right. Yeah. Steve Clark wasn't going to do that. I think, to be, I think Mourinho's probably been a little bit unfair. Sam Dory had a good start of the season. Sam Dory had a superb start. He, that's not strictly true what he says about Del Neri. Didn't Del Neri want to go back to Italy because he, he couldn't settle in Portugal? Yeah, I, uh, and I think I think it wasn't as cut and dry as that. So but I, you know what Mourinho is like. Someone says, well, so, oh, "Have you yeah. got a little chink in your arm?" Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> sometimes I think I love Mourinho as much as the next man, but I, I sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes wonder if he's like a little bit insecure. Yeah, mm. you know he's definitely got a little bit about him. Do you know what I mean? He can't stop. He can't resist it. He's no. a bully. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But we, we, we love all the knee slides and all that sort of stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. Also in in Italy, um, uh, Fiorentina, Adrian Mutu is 
seems to be suffering quite a lot, as you would fully expect from it's, it was Chelsea horrible. effectively going out, out to ruin him. I saw I yeah. saw the game against uh, at Livorno um, this week, and um, he missed quite a few chances. Fiorentina they won the game one 0 but they, they should have won it a lot easier. But um, he lo- he didn't look yeah, he looked a bit of a shadow really. I mean, I hope it's not. I hope that's not the reason because that's not nice to see. No. Maybe he just had an off day. And I, I, to be honest, in fairness, I haven't seen him enough this season. But he didn't look. As, as good as I remembered him, and I hope that's not the reason why. Well, it can uh, surely can only be negatively impacting him. Isn't oh, yeah, the case that if he can't pay this fine by the end of the year, then he's banned from playing in any league? It's something. He's, he's got to take. I mean, he can take it to a higher court. I mean, he's got. He's got to do that. He has mm. to do that. I think he's probably scared to because last time he went to FIFA, they increased it. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. It's, I think he can go to the court of arbitration for sport, which is higher, much higher. So that, and it's nothing to do with FIFA. So hopefully, he'll be able to sort mm. it out and be sensible about it. You know, I mean, there's no sense finding someone that amount of money anyway. An individual well, the, person, the inter- it's like Warren Buffett or something. The, the International Players Union um, have pledged support to him, saying that they've actually gone in with saying he was discriminated against the, the grounds of his nationality, which, I don't know if they're on dangerous territory yeah. or whatever Old, there, but yeah. that's, that's yeah. certainly something they're saying, and they, and they suggested that had the same offence been committed by a player with uh, a British passport, then, then they wouldn't have had all that kind of stuff. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, sure. think that, I, think I think that's grabbing at straws. Yeah. It seems like the wrong straw to grab up. Yeah, it doesn't it, really it, matter, it, yeah. You sort of put your briefcase down and went, that's mental, yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> yeah. 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 But if you look at, like, the, I mean, we, we've probably talked about it before, but, I mean, just recently, um, Kenya managed to pay off um, one of their fines that meant they were allowed to play another uh, World Cup qualifier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah. They, um, where people had been chucking stuff on the pitch, they were charged about, I think, 6000 pounds or something right. by FIFA um, the Ivory Coast that managed to uh, the, um, through a Due to the um, overcrowding in one of their games, obviously uh, early in the year, twenty people died. Yeah. They FIFA fined them something like forty thousand pounds, but then that's twenty deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's not right. not only that, they charged them. They fined them forty thousand pounds, and then gave them sixty-eight thousand pounds to um to to give to the families of the of the of the recently deceased. Which so they've made a profit out of it almost that they should be fucking yeah, out yeah. their own. Stop doing it wrong. Yes. <laughs> By killing and maiming a lot of people. We, we've often said that, haven't we? I mean, I mean, we actually did a show, and, and it was entitled, I think, by James, Kick Arbitrary Fines Out of Football. Yeah. <laughs> They've got it all wrong. They've got it all wrong. Yeah. There's just no sort of logic to... Yeah. T- there's no sort of sliding scale of, of what's bad. It's like they just decide over lunch, like, mm, how are we feeling today? Well, yeah, the, 600 quid, yeah. It's only... We've said it before, and we, it's worth saying again, look, the two Real Madrid fines, the one... Mm. Yeah. Well, it was the Spanish FA, wasn't it? Yeah. For yeah. the racism against the English players was how much? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's so ridiculous. Like 25 euros or something. <laughs> <laughs> it? No, it was like 4,000. Yeah, yeah. off that, yeah. It was really small. And Real Madrid, they were fined for watering their pitch. Is that right, Luke? Yeah, they were, they were fined... Well, how many hundreds of thousands? I think it was uh, about 350,000. For euros. watering... For Considerably more than yeah, racism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the know. overall point stands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's genuinely uh, almost heartbreaking when Moot was sort of saying, I'm a different player now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a different human being now. I'm remarried, I've got two kids, I'm yeah. looking after them, and, and he's a completely different human being yeah. now. He's yeah. Even, he's even said, "Can't we do something? Bring charity into this?" Well, yeah. I, I think that's. I think that's just him being a little bit smart. Because at the end of the okay, day, Chelsea right. are sort of saying it's not about the money when mm. it clearly bloody is. You know, they sort of said it's, it's just the. Well, they shouldn't have sacked him and just washed their hands of him yeah. so quickly. We've been through this. It's, it, absolutely right. It's yeah. the, the wrong. The, they wanted to get rid of him, and they used this as a as a tool to do that. And the fact that they're still pursuing this now is utterly abhorrent. It's it just smacks of a personal vendetta against him from someone within the club. Mm. It's outrageous. It's really. Really so unfair. There, there was talk that he didn't get on with a lot of people. He was a bit of a partier, wasn't he? Yeah. Apparently, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> <Didn't> he? Yeah. <laughs>
last Saturday, as people may have seen on the, on the Twitter and the Facebook and all, and the, the website, uh, we played our first 11-a-side match, the Football Ramble and Friends. Mm -hmm. We had to get some ringers in, didn't we? There's only four of us. Well, and friends. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we played Pete, your team, Perfidious Albion. Mm, Pete, you my, played my, for us. My Sunday league team, yeah. Yeah. And we won 3-2. We did, yeah. I, I was genuinely um, surprised, because we've never played an 11-a-side match. Yeah, it was all right, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, had, they had ten men, but still, we had Luke and Goal, who's never played an 11-a-side before. 11-a-side goals Yeah, before. well, not not for about eight years, and that was only once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can get away with saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's worth saying that we none of us knew... I, I certainly didn't know, and I think most of the team didn't know that we were playing against ten men until the very end. No, we I went, didn't, yeah. What? Why yeah. did we attack them? What did yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we never played together before, really, in that, and especially not 11-a-side, so it was a good, a good achievement. And also, boys, the weather was... was a good achievement. Very hot weather as well. I was sunburned. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, in September, eh? Same uh, for both sides. Yeah, true, that's true, yeah, yeah. You know, no, no, no thanks to Perfidious Albion. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to play them again. Do you all afternoon? Anyway, we better say it was 3 2. Well, I did say that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, if sorry. you want to ram the point home, yeah, I do, yeah. Men. I think it's important. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five goal thriller. Who scored Marcus? I got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rupert from South American Football got a penalty, didn't he? He did, he did. And then uh, and Chris popped up with a winner. That's Chris Gore, I think his name is. Why not? Yeah, I think sounds I, a bit like Hall. I pushed, yeah. I pushed one him away. Out I pushed him out from um, centre back to left midfield. You're not taking any and, uh, credit for any uh, of the goals. He got the winner, so oh, uh, I set it up. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> Luke, Luke, uh, you were a Luke, speck on the horizon. <laughs> a very large fat speck. Luke did, Luke did a really, really good uh, reaction save. Oh, you did. Shea yeah. esque which is very good. It's a save I didn't realise I'd done until it had happened. But save then, of the but, season. But then save he the did. Uh, he did. Uh, Let consequently in. get get lobbed. I didn't get. It wasn't a lob. <laughs> you just he said that on purpose. You see his face. He's actually really mean. It wasn't a lob. My positioning was poor. But he went in the bottom corner. Important. It wasn't. It wasn't a lob. I'm six foot three. I don't get lobbed. Right. <laughs> Simple as that. Like like Pete says on my gravestone, it's going to say never knowingly lobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Emails. He's not lying. I should have gone right. Well, James did that when you weren't here. I think. Oh, did yeah. you? Fair Original. Oh, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> that's why. Um, I'll go first, one, Marcus. Please do. Um, I've got an email. It's a rather serious one, but I think it's a point worth addressing uh, and something to, to make everyone aware of. It's from a guy called Tom Fern, who is a Hyde United fan. Now, Hyde are in the Conference North for now, obviously one division below the Blue Square Premier. Yep. And uh, they've recently sort of pretty much been wound up um, and, and ceased to exist as a club um, because of an unpaid tax bill, which was left by a um, benevolent sugar daddy who just up sticks and, 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 and left. So um, they're trying to raise some cash. Now, they need to find £35,000 um, by by this Friday, um, so lots of all sorts of fundraising things going on um, this week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a sad state of affairs, given in that part of the world, dreadful stuff around Manchester. There's also an awful lot of money knocking about, and especially as didn't Gary Neville do a piece in the paper recently saying, um, "Oh, we're worth every penny," and that sort of stuff. Which you know, it's a different issue, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not going to go down that sort of slippery slope. But you know, it's only thirty five thousand pounds, which in the world of football isn't a massive amount of right. cash, right. but it is a lot of money to sort of the average attendance at high, which is only about five or six hundred. So I don't personally like the idea of sort of 600 or so kids growing up and not having a team to support. Well, so, um, yeah, absolutely. So um, the website to go to is um, www.ionthetigers.co.uk. So that's E-Y-E, onthetigers.co.uk. And there's all sorts of information there. And if you haven't got any money, then fine, but it's good to raise awareness and maybe pass it on to someone who might have, um, and, you know, even a tenner or five or whatever. Um, hopefully they can sort of um, re-enter the league next season and, and, and carry on playing football. Absolutely. And if you think about it, it's cheaper than helping Adrian Mutu. So exactly, exactly well, yeah. If, if you've got one cause to, yeah. to choose... That would be the more, more uh, realistic. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, good luck to them, and let us yeah, know how it gets on. Yeah, do keep us posted. I mean, by this Friday, so this show will be out on Wednesday. They're doing um, they're doing some stuff at um, the City of Manchester Stadium this week, but that's going to be a bit outdated by the time this gets released. So, um, yeah, go on to that iontheTigers.co.uk and, um, and see if there's anything you can do. James, you've Hello. got the next email. I do have the next email. This is in response to something uh, from last week. This is from a guy called Faisal Bin Jamil. Ramble Force... Oh, he's, he's done it with a question there. I like that. Um, <laughs> I was just listening to your podcast. And I want a shout of being the most devoted listener to your show in an obscure region, as I'm from Jordan. Oh, so, I mean, he's with a good shout Isn't Lord there. Lord Ramble in Jordan. He is at the moment. He yeah. is. Yes, we've got a mysterious, shadowy fifth member that you never see. He's sort of like the mum on Tom and Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Thomas, okay. The, the, uh, the housekeeper, I mean. Um, okay. I also heard you say that the Premier League's official reason for players being booked when they take their shirt off is because it's offensive to Muslims. That is just. Just retarded. Players don't get booked in the Asian Cup nor the Jordanian League for doing that. It's a daily occurrence over here in any game, a international or local. Also, <laughs> I want to speak. <laughs> also, I want to speak for the entire Muslim population when I say that uh, we see a lot of things on TV that come from the West that are essentially different to our views, and we accept this. And it's essentially why we watch them. I can think of a thousand things on TV that are far more offensive than a player taking off his shirt in jubilation of scoring. Name Peter Andre and Jordan can have a whole segment in the news about their divorce. Then <laughs> I think a striker should be allowed to take their shirt off when they score. P.S. Don't need a P.S. in an email, Pfizer. I've pointed this out before, yeah. but I'll let you off. Yes, I do hate Jordan for naming herself after my country. What a tart. Well, right. it's Katie Price now, so the joke's on him. What a tart. <laughs> but, um, even, even, right, this is interesting, because it was actually Jeff Winter who told us this, isn't it? Because, as yeah. we've said, you can email Jeff Winter, yeah. and he replies. It's great. Right, um, so we've got another email, which has actually been a but response. Jeff, Jeff Winter sort of strikes me as the person, sort of person who wouldn't say, I don't know. Yeah, He just makes something up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really what he's done. Bloody Muslims want to ban Christmas, didn't they? Blame it on them. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got another one. Actually, this is in response to Simon Lai's email, which was actually mentioning this last week. Um, this is from a guy called Steve. Oh, the Steve. guy took his shirt off in the game. Yes, yeah. this is a guy called Steve uh, from Ottawa in Canada. Uh, I am a certified That's referee. The <laughs> Right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Mm. Well, they never. I have not. <laughs> Being the educated bunch that the Ramblers are. Yep. Canada <laughs> is the capital of Canada. Um, I'm a certified well, referee, point. and Mr. Light is wrong. Oh. The, the reason players are booked for removing their shirt is listed under law for the player's equipment. It is a yellow card offence to remove any required equipment, so if Mr. Light had celebrated his goal by <laughs> removing his boots or shin pads, he would have been yellow carded just the same. Mr. Light should have been yellow carded when he removed the shirt during normal play without scoring a goal. Remember when Mad Yen took the player's boot and put it on top of the goal. Yes, we the did. player scrambled to get it back, knowing he would be booked uh, for not having the required equipment on. Love the show, Steve from I Ottawa. I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I, I think the player thought that's a vital piece of equipment. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Yen's is coming from the ankles. If you take the shim one shin pad off, is that a book? And you take your boot off, that's a sending off. Yeah. Is it a yellow no, card per so. piece of equipment? Yeah. Ketz Byer was lucky that rule wasn't in place back then, wasn't he? When he took all his clothes <laughs> well, off, I don't think the referee to wanted to do anything to him. What about Claudio Canigia when he got butchered by the Cameroonians? He had his he had his boot. Move and he carried on. It's quite a new thing, though, isn't it? This oh, still yeah. sort of and also that if he recent. got booked for being cynically taken down of one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. That would be ridiculous. Luke. What, what it's if, true. What if when you hurt your head and you get put a bandage on, do you get like a yellow card rescinded because that's an extra bit of equipment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, though, Steve. Well, I mean, thanks for man in and stuff, and, and and you know that's all great, but it's a bit boring, isn't it? Oh, leave off! <laughs> no. Come on, get off! Where's your emails? Then? How do you leave <laughs> Steve alone? <laughs> Sorry, you hectoring alone. boor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm only doing it because he's got no right to reply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big bully. Email fascist. I look after the email, so even if the email's back, I've just been it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, Steve. It's a fine email. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> Pete, 
I'm provide, just shocked, to be pro- honest. Provide some sanity, as you often do. Oh, yes! This is from uh, <laughs> a young man by the name of Casey Early. Casey Early? I said yes. sanity. <laughs> well, I, I know a Mr Early, who used to be my English teacher. Casey's a fine first name, so, yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Casey in the Sunshine Band or whatever they like yeah. called. He's a Spurs fan, apparently, but this has no bearing on the story That's at all. he likes it. Um, keep up the good work, lads. Love listening to the show on my cycle to work, although I get a few looks when I speed past people cackling to myself. <laughs> 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 Look at me, I'm my bike! Yeah. <laughs> a couple of my uni mates and I went to see the riveting two-hour draw between Sweden and Japan in the Umbro Cup at the City Ground Nottingham uh, in 1995. Ooh. After the game, which had none other than Pele as a spectator, we went round to the player's entrance to see if we could get anyone's autograph uh, or, or see uh, a famous person. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, we didn't have to fight our way to the front, although loopy Swedish keeper Ravelli would have been a oh, cat. Thomas Ravelli! Oh, oh yeah. Legend. Yeah. Well, anyway, he didn't get him. But oh. we waited for a bit and then out shuffled the twinkly-eyed Burt Millichip clutching what appeared to be a lot of presents. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd found a room where there's loads for orphans and he'd stolen them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up was the sour-faced chief executive himself, Graham Kelly. I'm Remember Graham Kelly. Hello there. Please release the balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seizing my chance, I leaned forward with my ticket and asked, Autograph, Mr Kelly? He frowned but obliged, and as he was writing, I thought I'd get the banter going. Looking good on the old FA Cup draw, Mr Kelly, I said. He just scowled. It gets better every year, came the monotone reply. Uh, He handed back the ticket and walked on. We looked at the ticket, and to our astonishment, we realised that he'd signed a name, crossed out, and then correctly signed his own name. The The original name, the original name that he wrote, was Roy Hodgson. How did you forget who you are? He was in charge of the whole football association at one stage. He doesn't even know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to to Gascoigne. Give it to Frank Clark. To this day, we can can only speculate why he did this. Alcohol, schizophrenia, or maybe just a little gag. All of the above. All of the above. Mr Kelly, if you are listening to the Football Ramble, and I'm pretty sure that he is, personally, uh, please spill the beans. You mental hypocrites. Please do, yeah. (laughs) How have you got to that position of power? <laughs> really? Mind you, hi, Graham Taylor, so... Mm. Mike Ashley made a billion pounds. Nothing <laughs> makes true. sense. Steve McLaren managed England. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Diego Maradona's in charge of Argentina. We could go on. We've got a podcast that people actually listen to. Before we want to add to that list. Oh, yeah. That's a great email. Cracking. Yeah. I think it was like uh, like when Paul McCartney died in the um, 70s. Yeah. And he's been replaced. Was it 60s yeah, where he died yeah. and then he was replaced? Yeah. I think he, he's yeah. actually Roy Hodgson. There's a fake Roy Hodgson. Is that, um, yeah. is that yeah. right? The original Beatles are all uh, giant shape-shifting paedophile lizards from space anyway. <laughs> well, Having said that, have you ever seen Graham Kelly and Roy Hodgson in the same place at the same time? Exactly. I think about that. Yeah, and, and when you do see that in a sitcom, when they come back and pretend to be the auntie mm. or the mother. Hello, you put a high voice on, don't you? <laughs> yeah, like, like Graham Kelly, Mrs. Hello. Doubtfire. Yeah. Exactly. Classic example. Oh, hello, children. Release the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it can only be true. Yeah. Mm. Marcus, do you want to inject some sanity into the proceeding? <laughs> yeah, that's what I asked you yeah. for, Pete. Oh, dear. You big disappointer. Uh, <laughs> Bongiorno Rambolinos. Uh, whilst... Listening Is this from f- Alan Partridge? I hope not. <laughs> uh, not again. Uh, w- whilst listening to a few podcasts from last season, I was reminded of the discussion about getting the ball in the crowd. I'm 23 and I have sat in the same seat at Celtic Park for 13 years. 
uh, the recent Celtic v Hearts match, there's um, a young lad who sits next to me, um, eight years old, and he was given the honour, it was his birthday, and he was, he ha- was given the honour of having his birthday message and photo displayed on one of the big screens. Cracking. So um, before this was before the game and at half-time, he made sure I was looking, and this led me to asking for his autograph, which he was delighted with. Yeah. Midway through a, frustra- a frustrating second half, the uh, Hearts keeper cleared the ball high into the air, and as the ball plummeted towards me, I knew it was destiny. I caught the ball <laughs> like Paolo Di Canio in the most sporting act in history. Paused for a moment to experience the quality and the fragrance of a genuine match ball, then threw it back to Danny Fox, who didn't say thanks. Back-slapping commenced, and I felt that one of my goals in life could be ticked from the list. Then I turned to the lad beside me. The look on his face made me realise I'd denied an eight-year-old boy one of the best birthday weekend Monday playground braggings in history. Oh, that is poor. Then... I thought of how Michael Owen was feeling when he scored past the 13-year-old goalie, and also that the fact that the boy will never watch John Barnes manage Celtic, and I knew I'd made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good ramblers. Oh, that's from Dan Brown. Superb. Cracky, well done, Dan. Not the Dan Brown, I hope. <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah. no, he's, no, no, no he's, he's Scottish, so he's Dan Brun. It's quite well written as well, so probably not. <laughs> oh, oh! Political and zing. literature and that. Did you, see the, uh, <laughs> did, you see that, did you see that clip on the YouTube about uh, where there was this um, baseball game where the, the ball gets hit into the, into the oh, stands. Oh, the kid catches it. And, and, well, the, the dad caught it and went, yeah, and everyone's gone, woo, because you get to keep them, as a mm. souvenir. Yeah, that's right. You do. And, then, and then he hands it to his little daughter and his daughter just throws it back. Oh. <laughs> so he loses, loses the little souvenir. That's class. Oh. Oh. So who are we going to give the champ manager goodie bag to? I think it's got to be KC, the man who uncovered Graham Kelly for being Roy Hodgson in disguise. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I think so. I wholeheartedly endorse that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, championship manager goodie bag is on its way to you, my good man. Aye, funny stories! <laughs> uh, it is funny stories. Who's got one, James or Pete? Uh, shall I go first? Go on, old sport. All right, then I will. Um, <laughs> this is about the uh, the very popular story about the uh, Danish goalkeeper. We've had a lot of people tweeting, Cheat. people yeah. tweeting, and people yeah. emailing in asking what we uh, think about asking it. about what yeah. we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, a great if, idea. If you like, <laughs> <laughs> a uh, goalkeeper in Sweden's top football league may be suspended and perhaps fined after he w- uh, he was caught moving the goalposts quite <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> Kim Christiansen, a Dane who plies his trade with uh, IFK Gothenburg, was seen on camera kicking in both sides of the goal frame to reduce the target area ever so slightly at the start of a crucial match in the uh, in in the first division. Swedish first division, yeah. Uh, the game between IFK and Orebro was shown live on national television, but it took the referee more than 20 minutes to spot that the posts were a few centimetres inside the guidelines marked on the pitch. He moved them back out to their correct positions, but because he was unaware that the goalkeeper was responsible, he couldn't take any further no. action. I mean, it, why would you? It's astro- it was an AstroTurf pitch, wasn't that? Yeah. 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 3G, 3G. The ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he said uh, Christensen admitted it. Uh, faced with clear television editing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. uh, And he said that, I got the tip from a goalkeeping friend a few years ago, and since then I have done it from time to time. <laughs> that's not a tip, that's cheating. I love this attitude that if you don't get caught, it's just fine. Yeah. I, I received a tip from a goalkeeping friend uh, to bring a knife uh, so you could stab <laughs> the ball. Yeah. Um, um. Make the goal smaller isn't a tip. That's cheating. <laughs> but like you say, James, it's almost like... Well, I've done it before. I've oh. yeah, I've always got away with it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's our mistake. Hey, yeah. I've done loads of murders. Yeah. <laughs>
bloody oh, Ibrahimovic arrested me once in the, in the red light district. <laughs> I once, I once caught a guy on the, oh, when I was on the train who got, who got fined for not having a ticket, and he said to the train guy, "Well, the thing is, I've done this so many times. It don't matter how much you find me, I'm still going to be up." <laughs> and the guy was like, "Right, maximum fine, maximum fine." Yeah, why say that in that situation? You know, yeah. don't say that to him. Going back to the Scandinavian football thing, whenever I watch Scandinavian football, it looks really good fun. Yeah. I'd love to play in Scandinavia. <laughs> I really would. Yeah, Scandinavia. It's not me trying to tout myself. I'm, I'm committed to the ramble. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Scandinavian leagues for the, for the population you have there are massively supported, mm. really well supported. But no, it just looks like really good, real good, uh, you know, played in the right spirit. Good crack. Apart from that clip I saw recently when that... When the guy's absolutely... moving the goalposts. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all banter, isn't it? <laughs> it's true, yeah. Uh, like that one bloke who absolutely pulverised that player off the... Off Oh, yeah, he's broke his mm. leg, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's not very nice. Yeah, but, you know, you, you can't say that that represents the entire Swedish no, league, can definitely you? Not. No, and I'm not going to say no. that. No. Good. But I'd love to play there. Gothenburg. <laughs> so that's, it's not an issue you'll come and get me plea on the ramble. The transfer window's shut anyway. Get a Twitter account, like, uh, Dar Darren Bent. DB10, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> James, you've got a funny story I for do. us all and the Ramblers. OK. QPR supporters could be forgiven for not remembering their derby match against Crystal Palace on April the 4th this year. This is from the Sunday Telegraph. It was a turgid goalless draw, and yet, unbeknown to those in the stands at Loftus Road, something extraordinary was happening as midfielder Lee Cook came on for the home side at half-time repl to replace Liam Miller. Telegraph Sport can disclose that the substitution was made on the direct orders of Flavio Briatore, the QPR chairman and co-owner, working 6,500 miles away <laughs> at the Malay Asian Grand Prix in Kuala Lumpur. Sources close to the West London club have confirmed that the disgraced former Renault team principal, unimpressed by the footage he had seen of Miller's first half performance, contacted Paolo Sousa, the then team manager, to demand that the 28-year-old be replaced by Cook. It would be neither the first time nor the last that Briatore exercised such a remarkable degree of control over selection decisions at QPR. Gareth Ainsworth, a stalwart QPR player who has also spent two spells as caretaker manager, had an equally memorable brush with the Briatore treatment. Ainsworth was in charge for the club's fourth-round Carling Cup match at Manchester United on the... 11th of November, and in sodden conditions, decided to leave his mobile phone in the dressing room in his jacket pocket. After a 1 0 defeat, he returned to find 72 missed calls from Briatore. Bloody <laughs> hell. That's mental because Briatore is actually mad in Formula One. He's just been banned for life, hasn't he? Yeah. For, for um, all sorts of funny things. Ringing the drivers while they're on the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, put your hands free on then. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely nuts. He looks like a sinister one. He's got those blue glasses. Mm. I don't want to say anymore in case he has me killed. He's, he's, <laughs> the women you see him with, you just think, Bond villain. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. He, when he was, when he was um, making those 72 minutes calls, presumably it was a May not ago, so he would have been there. Mm. Was he in the crowd, like, stroking a cat? <laughs> like, ringing him? Did he leave a message? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Hello, the yeah, it's, uh, it's the chairman of uh, QBR here. Um, uh, Steve Claridge. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you uh, left your phone somewhere. Um, sorry. <laughs> give, um, give me a call back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll try to call me or something. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time, and the profile this week... Is on the Cup Winners' Cup. Oh, hey. We've often threatened that. Mm. Well, you know. you pulled it out, well the boys in the Hall of Fame need something to play for. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Barry Davis needs a big trophy to commentate on. <laughs> at the moment, they haven't even got a stadium at the moment. Well, all they? they're they're just sort of around in the ether. Oh, don't yeah. open the curtain too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup, it began in, in 1960. 
Seven years before oh, the summer sorry, of yeah. love. Yeah, sorry. All right, I shouldn't have to do I that. Missed, I missed that, sorry. <laughs> it won the uh, the smelting race. Hey! <laughs> I said so, yeah, that's good. That's good, definitely. Marvellous. Definitely. Marvellous. You wouldn't drink out of that cup, let me no. tell you. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it, it, the, the Cup Winners' Cup, uh, it was a football uh, com- club competition, uh, which was, happened every year, and it was by it was contested by the, the most recent winners of all the European domestic cup competitions, so the FA Cup, Scottish. Would our younger listeners remember it, Marcus? Well, it, um, it, it, I certainly hope in, so. it finished in the late 90s, so yeah. it depended. Uh, Kevin from Fife might not have heard it. Who's your feature on this show all of a sudden? <laughs> That's well boring, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Uh, Kevin. Um, it had a 39-year history, um, and it was, it was a straight knockout tournament yeah. with uh, a two-legged home-and-away ties until the single match in, in the final, which was staged at a neutral venue, of course. Well, the only exception was that it was when in, in the first year of, of the competition it was a two-legged affair. Um, but it was, but as I say, the other 38 years it was um, one-legged, uh, a one-off final yeah. uh, in, a, in a neutral venue. Uh, I'm not a fan was... of a two-legged final. No, no I'm not. I like yeah. the neutral venue. Yeah, yeah I do. Neutral yeah. venue, yeah. absolutely. Um, and it was uh, 32 teams uh, with four knockout rounds prior to the, the showpiece final. Um, and it was entry was it was one club from each uh, UEFA member association. Just a cup winner, just a cup winner. That's one it. cup. Uh, it's a name, isn't it? Exactly from each country. Um, however, if, for example, if uh, I don't know, Manchester United won the FA Cup and the league, then it would be the finalist. Yes, it would of, yeah. of, of the competition. Would, would would get in there, and if the finalist came second, then it would kind of go down the league. Yep. So that's how it would kind of work mm. there. The first competition was held um, in 1960 to 1961. Anybody name the two finalists? Oh, that, uh, Spurs? No. No. 1960. Close. Cool. Spurs were involved. Spurs, in the... Yeah. It was Fiorentina versus Rangers. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah, Fiorentina won. 4-1 uh, on aggregate. And the last one was 1998-1999. Uh, Finalists, anybody know? Uh, that was at Villa Chelsea? Park. It was at Villa no, Park. Yeah, and it, it was, was at Chelsea. Chelsea were. It was at Villa one. Park, and it was the. T- it was Fiorentina again. No, no it was Lazio. Yeah, it was Lazio. Lazio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, Mallorca. Right, Mallorca. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and the cup was it was abolished in, in 98, 99 um, to make way for a, a, a bigger expansion to the Champions League, which of course we have now, and uh, and then in the UEFA Cup, which is now the Europa League, Europa League, eh? yeah, yeah. and all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, but but prior to all that, um, the Cup Winners' Cup was actually regarded as the second most prestigious uh, European club competition. So, yeah, because I remember it having quite yeah, a lot of. It was better than the UEFA Cup. It was yeah. better than the UEFA yeah. Cup because you had the, you had the European Cup, which obviously became the Champions League. Yeah. You had the Cup Winners' Cup and the UEFA Cup, and as you. James Cup Winners' Cup was the second. Yeah, it was, I remember it with a lot of prestige, but yeah. people seem to think of it as if it was like this tin pot. And, and really if you won it, you got to become the, the Cup, cup winners, winners, Cup Winners. winners which is, you've got to be happy with that. Yeah. Or the <laughs> Cup Winners squared. <laughs> so why, why, didn't that get, repetition, why didn't they get rid of um, the Fairs Cup then? Well, the Fairs Cup became the UEFA That moulded into yeah. the uh, That motion to the UEFA They part. don't know what they're doing at the top, James, let's be honest. Um, which is why we've come in. Yeah. Not really, James. but you know. <laughs> Interestingly enough, now you see, we, I love that straight knockout competition. Mm. No club ever successfully defended the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. Different yeah. winner in, in 39 years. That's brilliant. But there were, a lot, of, there were a lot of ch- clubs that had the chance, There was they? a couple of close ones. Arsenal in yeah, the mid nineties yeah, is is, yeah. of, is a real obvious example. Did they lose to Palmer or did they beat? No, Palmer? they beat Palmer and lost yeah. to Real Madrid. That's it. Scored. Oh, that was Naeem, wasn't it? Mm. And then, and yeah. then Naeem, obviously. And I think um, Belgian Saint-Germain side. As well. Yeah, they came close. And I think was it Anderlecht in the seventies? Okay. They won 
won, then they got to the final, they lost, and then they won it again. So they yeah. were quite, you know, successful. At, at I love the fact ago. that you know, in a way, it would make it would kind of like make the FA Cup keep going because you know you win a you win a knockout tournament, yeah. and then you've got another one. But, it's but, just knockout, but, knockout, but, knockout the whole way through. But Brilliant. also, though, you know, people talk about fixture congestion and all. Well. If you don't fancy the Cup Winners' Cup, then you can go out the first yeah. given opportunity. Oh, is, is it fair to say that Jimbo's <laughs> point is valid because the FA Cup is, is that is one of the biggest contributors to devaluing the FA Cup? Sure, sure. Because people don't people don't. Well, see you guaranteed the, European football. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, you don't see the, the Europa League or the UEFA Cup as it was as, as a big enough prize. Well, Millwall got yeah. into Europe. I mean, yeah. it wasn't Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah, not for about five minutes. Well, yeah, it made for attacking football, didn't it? Because you know, even even when it was two legged, it was like this is it. I remember Arsenal um, beat Standard Liège seven nil. In the, in the uh, away in the George Graham era, like yeah. Eddie McGoldrick scored in that game. It's yeah. just yeah, that totally. wasn't when Arsenal were known for scoring lots of goals. No, right? that was like that was a couple of weeks worth of of goals there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next five league games were nil nil. Yeah, you just quite up in that round. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, from 1972 onwards, the, the winner of the tournament would play the winner of the European Cup later, the Champions League, in the UEFA Super Cup. Class. You know, and see again because it was in recent years it's been the UEFA Cup versus Champions League, but it wasn't. It was Cup Winners Cup was mm. again. It was given more prestige than the UEFA Cup. But it's funny when it first came about the Cup Winners Cup, it wasn't really that. A lot of the Europe's top nations weren't really that interested. No, in but it. Yeah. British teams especially were very sceptical of European competition. Well, actually. The, the, it was um, it was the England in England and Scotland the domestic cup is is very prestigious. Mm. So th those kind of, England and Scotland I think quite like the idea. Um, and in the um, the first season of the Cup Winners Cup there was only just ten clubs in it. But um, by 1968 all the UEFA members uh, nations had domestic cup competitions due to the success of the Cup Winners Cup, which is one of the reasons. Um, so, but as I say, by the late sixties, the Cup Winners Cup was was really um, was really on the map. And as you say, James, it showcased a lot of attacking and entertaining football because you really can go hell for leather. In oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, well, there's, there's, there's none of this like you know, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll rest some players. You don't have, don't have yeah. any of that. No, you know? no, Unless you got a seven nil win in the first leg, you know, yeah, you're yeah. not going to rest them. Exactly. Yeah, and the most successful team in the history of the tournament. Barcelona. Ajax. Ajax. It was Barcelona. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah four, four wins. But actually, English sides have won the Cup more times than any other country with eight wins. And with the biggest number of, of different teams, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, Man City, Manchester United, Spurs and West Ham when they were captained by Bobby Moore. Oh, they yeah. are, and Scotland of two winners, Rangers and, and Alex Ferguson's Aberdeen. That's incredible, isn't it? You forget he did stuff before Man United. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was superb. He did it well. Yeah. Managed yeah. Scotland at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Which is mental. Yeah. yeah. And Spurs became the first British side to win um, a European trophy, which was the Cup Winners' Cup. And they beat uh, the holders of Atletico Madrid in the final, 5-1, which is uh, one of the largest uh, margins of victory in a, a one-match European final. Up there, I was up there with uh, Madrid Iron Track fan. Eat that. Oh, that was 6-3. 7-3, sorry, yeah. Eat uh, that up, fact fans. <laughs> Stat fans. Um, a fact sandwich. That 7-3 that was De Stefano and all those. All those, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rangers in 1972, they won. Um, they beat um, Dynamo Moscow in the final, I think it was. Pretty yeah. sure it was. En route, they beat Bayern Munich uh, with Franz Beckenbauer <laughs> inside. Um and they they got to the final office in 61 and, and 67 and this was at the new camp they won 3-2 and uh, there was a massive pitch invasion and as a result rangers were given the trophy in the dressing room afterwards <laughs> and they were forbidden by uh, uefa from defending their cup winners cup the following season can you imagine oh. being presented the trophy in the dressing room you well, the uefa the... kicked him out of it that's rubbish the next yeah. year yeah because of the because of the fans, cursed you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then a year later, uh, when uh, Milan beat Leeds United 1-0, um, there was big, big uh, suggestions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that this the referee... Is, yeah. um, There's actually a Leeds councillor still trying to, still now campaigning to get the guy to admit he cheated. Is that they right? Because they got nothing in the second half. They yeah, got, yeah, there was a lot of dubious decisions. Norma, yeah. Norman Hunter got um, I mean, sent off for Leeds. Without um, being too libelous, I mean, that was... Um, that was sort of the norm. I mean, Brian Clough, as, as we mentioned before, Brian Clough had a lot of issues with them, Italian teams and refs yeah, and that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff in Europe. But, um, yeah, so they... Um, so Norman Hunter was sent off for Leeds and it was a, the, the referee... I mean, Norman Hunter wouldn't go in hard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not in Europe. No. But, um, uh, but, yeah, so the, the fans were just going mental. And, and after the game... The Milan players, I think they were throwing things at the Milan players, so they didn't do a lap of honour. And instead, for the first time, maybe even the last time, off the top of my head, um, in, in footballing history, the losing side did a lap of honour around the pitch. With, John, with John Pantsill. Yeah. <laughs> with Leeds receiving, uh, getting all the applause from the local sets of fans. All right. Um, you know, so just great stuff. Yeah, happens. Yeah. It happened in the well, cup. When I cup. think of the cup winners' cup, I just think of really, really dramatic, emotional evening games during the week. Yeah, yeah. It, it was class. It was absolute class. Yeah. If, you're, if you're too young to remember it, it's a real, real shame. Yeah, it was superb stuff. But it's weird talking about it now, as I, if to say, "Oh, were you old enough?" I mean, is it fair? Yeah. Is it fair to say as well that um, is it a fair point to say that you, you didn't have as many European games then? So that's it, right. They, yeah. they were much more special. They the were. Champions League they did were. exist for, for, for a time when, when the cup winners' cup existed. It was nowhere near as extensive. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But they also, it was an introduction to teams sort of like Parma when they played Arsenal. They yeah. had Gianfranco Zala, Thomas Brolin and Faustino Asprey yeah, yeah, in that side. That was yeah, a great yeah. side and you wouldn't be aware of them otherwise. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, United won the competition in 91 and they were the first English side to win a European trophy since the Heysel disaster and the five-year ban f um, from English clubs from European... Um, competitions, you know. Actually, didn't Everton win it the year before that happened and then subsequently get banned because of something so, yeah, that happened in a Liverpool there. game? That must have been annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and Ferg Alex Ferguson became um, one of two managers, um, Johan Cruyff included, to have win, um, to won the Cup Winners' Cup with two different clubs. Oh, yeah, OK, yeah. And then, like we said, uh, Sven-Goran Eriksson's uh, Lazio won the last competition. And if you remember that, I actually watched that game on YouTube today, just mm. to refresh the old memory. Yeah, and uh, Christian Vieri, lovely header to open the scoring. He was and some player. Yeah, Danny yeah. equalised, and then Pavel Nedved scored a lovely one. Was that Portuguese star Danny? I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> what happened to him? He had to be he had to be referred to as Portuguese star Danny. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, the West Ham one. Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, the maybe, youngster. maybe. Yeah. Um, Forever young. He had lovely hair. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Harry run that side? Didn't know whether to play him or shag him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Off the record. I, I think they're the same player. I mean, it could, be, it could be a terrible research error. Well, someone will email in, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Either way. We've got to get one um, in for the show. And we love them for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely love them for that. And so, of course, yeah, into the late 90s, as we say, the, the expansion of the Champions League, um, making more than one team from all the highest-ranked um, countries and all. It just... The Cup's Cup started to become a little bit inferior, mm. and the, the the focus was heavily on the Champions League. UEFA mm. Cup managed to survive, I think, but... It, uh, it just, uh, it's because it just became, like, an inconvenience, is it? Yeah, it's because you you would have more than the, just the Champions going through to the European it's Cup, stupid. wasn't it? So well, yeah, well, we all know. I mean, it will never change because of the money and stuff, and, and that's obviously going to be yeah. the case. But you shouldn't have four teams from England going into the Champions League. It should be... 
the, top, the, the winner of the, of, the, of the league wins, it goes to the Champions League, the next two go into UEFA, and the cup winners go into the cup winners' cup. Bring it back. Well, <laughs> apparently, apparently, a lot of. Um, you were really enthusiastic about that. A lot of um, sort of European countries didn't even have a cup, and once the European Cup winners' cup started, well, they were like, saying. oh, this is interesting. And they, these, well, like, these club competitions throughout Europe have actually happened because of this competition. Again, another th- the problem was because. The, the team who won the cup, sometimes they finished sort of third and fourth and, or whatever in their leagues. They would they would not enter the cup winners' cup. They'd enter the Champions well, that's League. That's obviously yeah. why it was never defended. Because if, if, exactly. if you're a really good team in the following season, you wouldn't be in it. Yeah, and it just mm. came a bit sort of second. It almost came a bit like the League Cup in this country. Yeah. People think, oh, do we have to have that? It's a shame. It is a shame. So yeah, the 1998-1999 tournament, um, which was won by Lazio, that was the last one. The trophy was awarded to Barcelona permanently because they were the most <laughs> successful club. Um, although Lazio kicked up a bit of a fuss because they, f- they were the last winners. I thought you were going to say because they were the most sexy. Yeah. That as well. Yeah, that was also... A well, well the football, football ramble will be given Yeah, so uh, uh, Lazio weren't too happy about that. But, um, yeah, it's a shame. Very, uh, massive shame. I, I just wish it would come back, but mm. I don't think it will. Mm. But at least it's got a lasting legacy. Um, one, the uh, the cup competitions it spawned, as you guys yeah. rightly said. And two, it's in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame. So yeah, it is in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame. And I'd like to quote, um, finish with a quote from Luke Moore: "Bring it back." In you come. Who's wheeling this one in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CWP. It's got a big cup. C- it was big, actually, wasn't it? It was a really big cup. Yeah, they're all big. Enjoy that. Mm. When you get into Europe, they're all big. Yeah. Yeah, the UEFA Cup's tiny, isn't it? <laughs> no, UEFA Cup. Yeah, it's massive. The UEFA Cup's huge, man. The Fairs Cup was only was Stop calling it the Fairs Cup. The old Fairs Cup was only very small. Yeah, but the UEFA Cup's been in since like the 70s. The biggest cup. When Newcastle won the Fairs Cup. Newcastle won the Fairs Cup. They didn't win the. The biggest cup in world sport has got to be the Stanley Cup, the NHL one. Have you seen that? That is about six foot tall. It's literally six foot tall. Yeah. What we're not cu- talking about that. We're talking about the Cup Winners' Cup. What other I don't cups, even know why I said that. What other cups have we um, like lost along the way? Do you reckon? We, we're quite interested to see how many like different names of cups yeah. who we were involved oh, yeah. in it. So the Anglo Italians, obviously. Yeah, that's scalp. The Anglo Italian was. I'll tell you what. I, I'm not. I'm not being. Funny, I had some good memories of the Anglo Italian Cup. Yeah. Don't mm. front and listen, listen <laughs> imagine, right, in the early 90s or the mid 90s when Pompey were utterly shit, actually being able to watch England, uh, Pompey playing against like an Italian team yeah. at Fratton Park. It was yeah. amazing. It yeah, was yeah. amazing. <laughs> you know, I can remember when I used to collect the old programmes. Those, Ang- those Anglo Italian programmes, <laughs> although they were effectively glorified friendlies, those programmes, I can remember seeing Peruzzi play in goal oh, yeah, against yeah. Pompey. You know, it was, like, Torino. Uh, it was, it yeah, it was, yeah, you'd never see any of that yeah. normally. Yeah. It was brilliant. But it'd be like Brescia and like yeah. sort of like like Foggia. Yeah. Also, yeah. obviously, I'm not talking. We're not talking about like the Second World War, so it wasn't like. <laughs> it was amazing. But, you did, but you just didn't have the exposure. You didn't have the internet or any of that, so you yeah. you, you would never but see that. That, that is it. It's not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble dot com, and the website is uh, www Come, Pete, say goodbye, damn you. Goodbye, damn you. <laughs> James, say goodbye. Goodbye. And Luke, say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, we're all off to win the cup. What is cup?
Intriguing stuff. Intriguing stuff. We shall go surfing, shall we? Surfing, that is. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 